Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Sometimes it's the normal, sometimes it's the abnormal, and sometimes it's the paranormal, but it's always beyond reality. Welcome to the program, everyone. It's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Thank you for being here. Stop by Facebook. Like our Facebook page, Beyond Reality Radio. Also like my Facebook page, JVJ Paranormal. It's easy to find. And then also go to YouTube. Find the YouTube channel because we stream live there. We've got a great uh, chat room as well. Plus, there's an archive of programs, about 300 back episodes of Beyond Reality Radio there for your amusement. And uh, that's easy to find. Just go to YouTube and search for JV Johnson. You'll find it. In fact, we're streaming there live right now. If you don't have a radio station in your area that carries the program, that's a great way to stay in touch with what we've got going on. Speaking of what we've got going on, tonight we're going to be talking to evidential medium Carol Obley. Carol will help us understand what spirit beings are trying to reveal to us, to the living. She'll also talk about how contacting people on the other side after they've departed will um, actually help with grief. That's a very important thing for anybody who's lost a loved one. We all know what that's like, I'm sure. So a lot of great stuff tonight. And then uh, looking ahead on the program, very, very great week. Terrific week, in fact, of guests. As we wind up for tomorrow, we've got two guests. In the first hour, Dr. Kent Hovind will be with us. He's a creation science evangelist. And he'll give us his theories about dinosaurs, the Great Flood, and other biblical stories and how they can jive with science. And in the second hour of the program, Kieran Woodhouse will be here, a paranormal investigator. He's written a book called An Introduction to Paranormal Investigation, and it breaks down the ghost hunting equipment and what he believes spirits really are. That's a great way to start uh, learning how to become an investigator if it's something that interests you, what you should and should not do. Thursday night's program, John Sumpel will be our guest. He's the producer of the upcoming film, Extraordinary, The Seeding, and that'll discuss reproduction experiments carried out as part of an alien hybrid breeding program. That is something we're hearing more and more about. So John will uh, discuss that topic on Thursday night's program. Of course, Friday will be a best of. And then we are in, what, it's Labor Day weekend, right? Isn't that this coming week? I'm so lost. My, I, I I feel like summer hasn't even started yet, or it just started. And here we are talking about Labor Day weekend. And that means that the leaves are going to start changing here in the Northeast, which is a beautiful sight. And I love crisp fall weather. However, crisp fall weather quickly changes to freezing cold winter weather and snow, which I'm, you know, I get tired of that about December 26th. That's when I've had enough of that kind of weather. But either way, we plug through it. We get through it. You guys are here uh, with the show. It's awesome. Uh, every night, uh, I've got something to look forward to. So um, it's it's not all that bad. So let's go to break. When we come back, we'll bring our guest for the night in. By the way, Carol will be taking your phone calls and doing readings. She's an evidential medium. She connects with the other side. She'll be taking your phone calls and doing readings. And we'll do that Later in the program, I will tell you when we will start taking those phone calls, but you do want to write down the phone number. It's 844-687-7669. It's Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be right back. Look out, Rochester. Scaricon is coming for you. The Northeast's leading fan convention for all things pop culture is celebrating its ninth year at the Rochester Riverside Hotel, October 18th through the 20th. Scaricon brings an amazing group of celebrities, panel discussions, film screenings, great vendors, and amazing parties. It's a weekend of fun from start to finish and it's family-friendly. For more information, visit Scaricon.com and check us out on Facebook. Use the promo code BRR at checkout to save 20% on your admission. That's Scaricon.com, October 18th through the 20th in Rochester, New York. 
Welcome back to the program. It's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Thanks for being here tonight. We've got a great show lined up for you. And again, you're going to want to write down the phone number, 844-687-7669. I will tell you when we open up the phone lines. Our guest tonight is Carol Obley. Carol is a professional spiritual medium from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She's done over 9,000 readings for people seeking confirmation, guidance, and healing from the spirit world. She specializes in evidential mediumship and presents compelling, validating facts about deceased loved ones during readings. Carol, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. Pleasure to have you here. Uh, Hi, JV. Thank you for having me. How long have you been aware of your sensitivities and been using them in this way? Well, I guess I'm a little bit different than some other uh, more popular mediums or, you know, like John Edward or James Van Prague. Um, I didn't discover my abilities until I was in my late 30s, and it really came about because of a catastrophic event, which was a fire. And uh, I was running a business, and overnight the business burned to the ground, and I was more or less left directionless. And uh, in a nutshell, I, I was drawn to a metaphysical center near where I live, uh, near near Pittsburgh, and I started taking uh, classes, and from there, everything really, really accelerated and put me squarely on the pathway that I'm on today, and that's with giving readings and uh, helping people through grief and also helping people just with understanding a little bit more about um, owning their own power and choice in life. Just to be clear, you weren't injured in the fire, right? I was not, Uh, but essentially what it did was, and I'm sure it was a universal uh, response to my not really being on my life's pathway, Mm -hmm. and it was kind of like saying, no, you're not going to do this anymore. Uh, We're going to put you someplace else, and that's exactly what it did after a period of time. Uh, It was very devastating when it happened. Sure, sure. did you, in, um, did you, in mm-hmm. retrospect, look back at, uh, you know, your life before that event and see any indication or any signs that maybe you were sensitive to these things or more than you had, had realized and that, uh, you know, maybe there was some communication going on that you couldn't explain at the time, but now you can? Yeah, absolutely. Um, from the time I was a, a, a young child, I was extremely interested in the paranormal. Um, I was fascinated, and I was, you know, it was kind of a dual thing going on with me. I was both fascinated and terrified of death. Right. Uh, I can remember as a young child, probably about five or six years old, walking through a graveyard with my grandma at the time, and it was a Catholic uh, cemetery, so they had photographs on the uh, tombstones. And I would stand and look at these, and I would wonder where that person was. Some of them were just children or infants. And I I really began to um, be very intrigued by what happens when we die, where do people go, why would God take, I mean, this is my child's mind thinking, you know, why would God take a child from life? Um, So it really started then. And I got really, really into UFOs. I read a lot of books. Uh, on UFOs, I was always interested in um, mediumship and ghosts and all that sort of thing. So, um, and if you look at my natal chart, which um, I don't know if, uh, on your program if you've had guests talking about astrology. Yeah, we sure have. Yep. Uh, but it's something I've studied for many, many years. In addition to mediumship, if you look at my chart, there are markers in there. Um, that really indicate, you know, are markers of somebody who would be sensitive and also was born with that sensitivity, probably brought it in from past incarnations. So it needed to be activated, and I look at that fire that happened as something that um, was very, you know, painful at the time, uh, but really put me onto the pathway that I needed to be on. You um you had that natural and um, so essential curiosity that many of us who find ourselves in this field in one way or another possess. Um, and you mentioned UFOs, you mentioned ghosts. Um, 
did you have any personal experiences that fueled that um, other than the curiosity that we've been talking about? Oh, yes. I've had, <laughs> I've had many. Um, I, and these were when I was an adult. Um, and a number of years ago, I lived in a house, and it was an, an older house, probably built in the 1920s. And um, there was a spirit that was haunting this place. One night I was standing in the bathroom brushing my teeth. This is 8 o'clock at night. It wasn't even late at night. And all of a sudden, out from the wall directly in front of me comes a huge cloud of ectoplasm. Uh, For some of your listeners who may not know what that is, it's basically spirit material. Right. And it kind of looks like smoke or, you know, cigarette smoke or whatever. Uh, it came out of the wall, and it kind of swirled around me, and then it dissipated and went back into the wall. Um, we would get very strange smells in there. We'd smell whiskey. Nobody was drinking. I would smell cigarette smoke. Nobody was smoking. Uh, it turns out it was a uh, gentleman who, for some reason, did not want to be deceased. He wanted to still interact with the physical world. Um, this was through clairvoyance with a couple other people that I had brought in to help me with that. I've also had an experience with a shadow person. Uh, that was kind of scary because, um, and that was a, after the sectoplasm experience. It was in a different house. And um, very you know, kind of scary entity, um, was always standing in the same place at the bottom of the staircase in the house. And a number of other people had seen her. It was a female presence. But she also had a knack of producing this very horrific odor Mm. uh, when she was around. And I would oftentimes see her out of the corner of my eye. So I told her to get out, and she did. Um, and uh, I have no idea why she was there. Uh, I just know that it was real and that I, that I saw her. Uh, I've also had many experiences with uh, clairvoyance and actually seeing spirit. Uh, I've actually used to do a lot of hands-on healing. I've been highly trained in spiritual healing and hands-on healing. And in the healing sanctuary that I was working in, uh, I would have manifestations of wisps of uh, ectoplasm in there as well. So there's been a number of things uh, that have happened to me. And I think that when one is sensitive or open to this sort of thing, um, that makes us more prone to experience it. And the interesting thing is, when these things have happened to me, I've always been alone. But they were very, very real uh, when they happened. I mean, it was not something I imagined. It wasn't under the influence of any drugs or anything like that. Um, So very intriguing. The, the, The ectoplasm stuff really scared me because it would travel around the house. Um, it would float by me. And, uh, when I first started happening, I just thought it was, you know, dust in the air or, uh, trick of the sunlight or something coming through the window. Sure. Uh, but later discovered uh, these other things going on. It seemed to like my dogs, too. <laughs> it would hover around my dogs would a the, lot. Would the dogs react to it? They didn't. And that is, um, I guess, my dog. I've always loved dachshunds, and I've had dachshunds. Um, and that's what these particular dogs were. Uh, but they really didn't react to it, or at least that I could notice. Since I've been doing many, many years of mediumship, about 25 years of uh, working in this field and doing mediumship, I've discovered that animals and children are especially open to the spirit world. Right. Uh, they are very pure, um, and they do not have the developed ego that we have as an adult, so they don't really question it. And it's very natural to them. Cats especially, I have cats now, uh, they seem to be very sensitive to um, energy. And um, so it it is interesting that the dogs at that time didn't react um, because what I know now is that animals are very sensitive to that sort of thing. The animals um, 
and the children uh, haven't been taught not to believe or not to pay attention to these things. And at some point, we are, we're all either told not to pay attention to it or we just close ourselves off to it. Which, which do you think it is? I think it's both. Because up until the time in my first book, I wrote about um, you know children's sensitivity, and up until about the age of seven, and that's you know six or seven is basically when we enter public school or we start to really get schooling and developing of our left brain, the more rational uh, part of our, our thinking. So up until that time, um, children are very open. Now, the, inter- the other interesting thing about this is I've had many clients who have sent me photographs of uh, orbs, uh, you know, the, the balls right. of light that are captured in photographs. And it's interesting that a good many of those have been around children. Um, I think that uh, from my experience that spirit is naturally drawn to children because they are more open. And they kind of seem to gravitate. It could also be a manifestation of spirit guides. Uh, you know, those souls who help us on our pathway here in the physical realm. Uh, so they could also be manifestations of, of that. I've had personal experience with orbs, uh, a large one on top of my head that somebody took a photo of me around Christmas time. There was a large orb on the top of my head. Uh, it didn't appear on any other photos. Um, so we have spirit presence around us all the time. It's just that animals and children are a bit more innocent uh, in that they're they're more open to it. And yes, I, I do think that um, people kind of discourage that because they mm-hmm. look at it as imaginary. Her website is soulvisions.net. And her book is called I'm Still With You, True Stories of Healing Grief Through Spirit Communication. Carol, you've got more than one book, though, and you actually have a new one that's coming out pretty soon, too, right? I do. It should be uh, early next year, uh, in 2020, probably February or March, and it's called uh, Wisdom from the Spirit World, and it's basically a compilation of many, many readings. Uh, what what I've learned, what um, those on the other side or in the spirit world want to tell us, what they want us to really understand. Um the, the book, I'm Still With You, is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, I really was kind of a psychic uh, journalist <laughs> um, when I was writing that. I sat there with headphones on and transcribed from tapes of my readings. And basically, word for word, there's no embellishments. Um, I, I only edited for clarity and, and space. Uh, so they are readings that, that I did. Um, organized into chapters related to the relationship of the um, deceased loved one coming through and the sitter or the receiver of the reading. How does communication with the other side work? What, what do you hear? How do you make the connection? Well, it's really a combination of these things called the inner senses and, <clears throat> pardon me, um, clairvoyance, which most listeners have heard of, that's seeing, clairaudience, which means listening, and clairsentience, which is feeling, and that can be both emotions and it can also be uh, feelings within uh, the body. Um, for example, uh, say that somebody passed in a uh, you know, car accident, they had a lot of head impact uh, or you know, blunt force trauma, whatever. Um, sometimes when they will come through, I will get that thought. So it's more or less uh, that energy from the spirit world, that that soul, impressing their thoughts on mine. And so it's really kind of a tapestry, the way that it works. And the analogy that I use so that people can understand it is if I held up a painting in front of you, a piece of artwork, and it was covered with a cloth, and then I remove that and I ask you to tell me what your feelings are about that. What, what's your impressions? What do you sense? What do you feel? Uh, that's really what it's like uh, doing reading. So it's, it's, it's this, these sensations um, that are coming to me through the impressions that the spirit beings are making. 
Now, that would also include uh, spirit guides. That, that's a different category, though, than spirit loved ones, people that the sitter has known here in the physical realm, you know, relatives, friends, um, pets. Pets come through in a lot of readings that I've done. Uh, they are a spark of the divine. They don't die either. Uh, so they go on. And pets really don't cling to life like we do. They, they, um, I found that it's, it's very interesting that they, they kind of know that they exist and they're going to exist, uh, in both places. So they don't really try to, you know, desperately cling to life. I think it's we that keep them here, sometimes, uh, out of selfishness. Um, but they really come through, you know, in a perfect spirit body. They're, they're clear of illnesses, and they're happy and young again. And um, So the way that I receive all of those impressions is by a combination of those. I'm extremely clairaudient. That's why I've done a lot of radio in my career. Um, from the very beginning, I, I've started doing radio, and um, I do an enormous amount of phone readings. Um, and um, so I really prefer those, too, because they're very pure. Um, I, I have a blank wall here in my home office that I stare at when I'm doing the reading, so there's nothing really to distract me um, when I'm tuning into the person on the other end of the phone. Carol, do you see them when they're communicating with you? You, you mentioned clairvoyance. Do you actually get an image? Sometimes. It depends um, I wish there. Were, I wish I could tell you there were hard and fast rules for this sort of thing. But as you probably know, being in this general field, there's not. And every time I think that I have the communication really figured out, um, it, it goes. You know, there's something new that happens. So it's kind of like a, a upgrading, self upgrading program. Um, one cannot rest when one is a medium because any time you rest on laurels or you think like, well, okay, I've got this mastered or whatever, uh, there's some other, some other subtlety that comes in. There's some other level that comes in. Um, and it, it's really amazing. I'm constantly amazed um, by the information that spirit will come through with. And the main reason that they do that is, well, there's a number of reasons, but the main reason is to let people know that they're still around them and that the bond of love is still intact uh, out of everything. Yeah. I think that's probably the most common message that I've delivered in one form of another, one form or another to uh, people who have come for readings. Do these... Uh spirits on the other side make contact or attempt to contact you without being summoned or requested? Um, do they have messages that they're trying to get through and they use you or, or someone else who um, does this type of work uh, without being asked? Sometimes. Um, I can tell you that I've had the experience of uh, spirits connecting with me before I go to an event. I have done, um, in, the, in 25 years, I've done many, many groups. I, I um, really love doing group mediumship, standing up in front of groups and giving messages and connecting uh, people with their relatives in that way. And there have been many times that prior to going to an event where I don't know anybody that's going to be there, uh, this doesn't happen all the time now. It, it's happened periodically that a spirit will come to me and present evidence and, you know, a name, um, how they passed, um, the name perhaps, the first name of their loved one that's going to be at that gathering. Um, that has happened um, a good many times. Um, so, yes, they they will come sometimes. Um, there was an extraordinary example I had, uh, a good example of that. Um, one day I woke up and I was in the kind of in between um, waking and sleeping state. That is an extremely um, open, sensitive state. And I've found that if I just lie still, you can actually get a lot of information that way and things seem to be very clear. 
Well, there was this young woman, uh, very pretty, looked to be in her late teens, uh, pretty blonde hair. And she came to me. She was just standing there. And I saw her through clairvoyance when I had just woken up. And I thought, who is that? So I, I tried to, you know, uh, communicate with her through telepathy. And she really didn't answer me. She was just there. So I, I went about the day. I kind of forgot about it. Well, that night I went to my office um, and um, I started to do this reading. And lo and behold, this woman who came, this was her daughter mm. that had um, passed tragically. I think she had some sort of illness or whatever, but she passed. I think she was 18. And I described her to, the, to this woman who was her mother, and she said, that's my daughter. She took out a photo and showed me this photo, um, and it was the young woman who who had come to me. Um, so there, there's been, you know, just some remarkable experiences like that, because yeah. believe it or not, I've myself been skeptical of this ability. <laughs> well, you ha- I imagine you have to be. You have to question yourself, especially when it first starts occurring. You have to wonder what's really going on. Is it something that I need to go see a doctor for? Uh, you know, I mean, that those thoughts have to go through your head. Well, you know, I, I will tell you that it's really interesting. I am the only one in my family that really has this ability. I have a very small family. But... Um, certainly it's come down my maternal line, and usually psychic or mediumistic ability usually comes down the maternal um, line, ancestry for a person. And I, I do have that. You can actually see it in my, in my chart if you know about chart interpretation. Uh, the eighth house, um, which is family inheritance, um, and it's also the occult, uh, the eighth house of the horoscope. There are 12 houses. So I have certain markers and planets in that house. Um, that will point to uh, the maternal lineage, uh, also the moon. The moon is very powerful in a natal chart. So depending upon what sign and house it's in, and mine happens to be in that eighth house, which is the house of the dead. Uh, it's also the house of, of taxes and inheritance. <laughs> it's, it's a strange conglomeration, uh, that eighth house. Um, but um, I, I didn't really question it. I was just amazed, and I think it was really sleeping within me because I'm, I'm certain that I've done this in previous uh, incarnations. And in fact, I'm 100% sure that I did. Uh, and most people working today in this type of field, um, and any field for that matter, the talents that we come in with, um, if you go into the Akashic Files or the Book of Life uh, that each soul has, you can actually... Um, if you're tuned into it, you can read that, and you can see where certain things come from, certain tendencies. Carol, um, we have to go to break in just a minute here, but uh, where are these spirits? Where are these souls? When you're communicating with them, where are they? They're right here. It, it's, it's simply a matter of the spirit world is right here, so it's right beside you. You can touch it. it the difference is it's, it's a different frequency. So it's much like a radio. A radio station might be broadcasting 24-7, but unless you turn your radio on and tune into that frequency, uh, you're not going to receive it. So it, it's, it's here, it's in the atmosphere, but you have to, you have to tune in to it. So then is, is what we may call heaven, uh, is that amongst us? Is that here, just a different frequency, or is that somewhere in a different plane? It or? is a di- it is frequency, and there are many, many levels uh, to it. I write about this in my second in my book that you mentioned. Uh, I'm still with you, um, and I have a whole chapter there. It's called "Death: A Beginning." So, and I go in that chapter. I talk about what I have seen, the glimpses that I've been blessed to see of the spirit world or the astral plane. It's also called. Um, so, um, yeah, it's simply frequencies. There are lower ones. Those are closer to physical vibration. There are very high ones. So are all uh, of the, I'm, I'm sorry to, to cut you off. Um, yeah, I want to get okay. this in before the break, though. So are all of the um, beings, entities, or presences that we uh, come to know as being part of heaven, whether it's God, angels, even spirit guides, are they all also in these, this uh, other frequency, these other frequencies, and among us? 
Yeah, um, the the difference is most people like the average person. Okay, they usually go to what's called the mid planes. Plane just simply refers to a certain level of vibration or energy of consciousness. Um, the saints, the masters, the angels—they are in much higher um, planes or, or a higher higher levels of consciousness. They can move downward in vibration, but you cannot really move upward until you attain that level of consciousness. So it gets kind of esoteric and, you know, kind of complex when we talk about energy. Uh, but these are things that I've seen. I've done many years of study um, of metaphysical uh, topics and so forth. Um, but it is possible to communicate with different planes of existence. So uh, let's talk about your books for a second. Where can people get a hold of the books? Yeah, all of my books are available on um, my website, soulvisions.net, but they're also available on Amazon and um, on Kindle and Barnes & Noble and Nook. Um, so they're all in electronic form. Um, and um, <clears throat> if you want an autograph copy, they have to get it through my website. Um, I always say the author can never, I can never usually beat Amazon's prices or whatever. Um, but I understand a lot of people like uh, Kindle. Uh, so, yes, they're available on all of that. Now, on your website, you also offer links for private readings and consultations. How does that work? I do. Um, yeah, people would call me. Uh, they can get a hold of me through my website. And um, I um, am happy to you know, reach out and answer calls and all of that. Um, Are those so, readings, can they be done remotely, or do you have to be in person? Oh, no, no, no. I do uh, I do Skype readings. Um, I've actually even worked with an interpreter. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, have done readings in other countries. Um, uh, so it, it's interesting, you know. Um, it's all the same. It's Sometimes people have asked me, how do you do readings with somebody that may not speak English? And... Um, a lot of times clairvoyance will, you know, and clairsentience come in. So, um, you know, that's how that works. But absolutely not. I don't have to be in anyone's presence. And in fact, I prefer not to most of the time. What is the, I don't know if this would be the, considered the most important or the, uh, the most common reason for someone to want to make contact to the other side. Would that be to help? Uh, assuage some guilt, or not guilt, uh, sorry, grief, or is 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 there another uh, motivation for that? I would say that's probably the most common, but there are people who have contacted me because they have unanswered questions mm -hmm. uh, regarding uh, the way a loved one passed. There are people who um, want to try to make some sort of peace because they didn't get an opportunity to do that before someone passed. There are people who, um, especially parents who have lost kids, um, those are, and I'm still with you, there's a whole chapter called Forever Young, and it's uh, people who have lost kids. Um, I've done a number of those, uh, especially with the opioid stuff going sure. on now. And um, it's heart-wrenching, really, uh, what, what parents go through with that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, they just, they want that contact. They want that direct connection. And uh, part of my job is to educate people, too, on how they can keep that and do that for themselves. So sometimes in readings, uh, my own spirit guides will come through and, you know, offer some teachings and guidance uh, along those lines, too. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Thanks for being here. I know we have a lot of people waiting on hold to talk to our guest tonight, and we will bring you in shortly, so please be patient. I appreciate your patience. Carol Obley is our guest tonight. We'll bring her back into the show in just a moment. But I want to look ahead, just let you know what we've got coming up on the show. Tomorrow night, two guests, one in each hour. In the first hour, Dr. Kent Hovind will be with us. He's a creation science evangelist. He'll talk about his theories on dinosaurs, the Great Flood, and other biblical stories. And in the second hour of the show, Kieran Woodhouse will be here. Kieran is a paranormal investigator and author of a book called An Introduction to Paranormal Investigation. 
and he'll help you break down ghost hunting equipment and what he believes spirits really are and how you can respectfully go investigate. And then Thursday night's program, John Sumple will be our guest. John is the producer of an upcoming film called Extraordinary, The Seeding, which will discuss reproduction experiments carried out as part of an alien hybrid breeding program. That'll be Thursday night. And, of course, Friday will be a best of, as it is every week. So a lot of great stuff coming up. Make sure you swing by our social media page. Go to Facebook and look for Beyond Reality Radio. Give it a like or a follow or both. And do the same thing for my page, J.V. Johnson. Love to have you follow along, see what we've got coming up for guests and other uh, discussions. We have a lot of great stuff going on there. And also the YouTube page is J.V. Johnson. If you search YouTube, you'll find it very, very easily. And uh, that page streams the show live in case you don't have a radio station in your market yet that's carrying the program. You can stream it there. Uh, Great chat room, which is involved in the program every night. And then also an archive of episodes found there. Um, In fact, there's about 300 back episodes of Beyond Reality Radio on the YouTube page for you to enjoy. So like I said, once again, we've got uh, full phone lines right now. If you're trying to get through, you're going to have to keep trying. Carol Obley is our guest. Carol, again, welcome. Thanks for being here. Um, We're going to go to the phones in just a little bit. And when we do uh, for readings, how do you want to handle that? Uh, One question apiece, right? Yeah, only one question. And um, please don't ask me, who's around me? You know, when right, I've right, done a right. lot of radio, people go, who's around me? <laughs> I mean, that that's just too wide open. Um, you know, if you have a, a more psychic question, I'll, I'll do that. Or if there's a particular person that you might want to connect with, please understand also, and I'm sure, JV, you probably know this, uh, mediums can never guarantee who's sure. going to come through, what's going to be said. It may be the person you want. It may not the person you want. It may be somebody else. Um, Usually it is the person, but there have been readings in which somebody else comes through and, uh, you know, talks. So um, that's the way I would handle it. And um, I don't know, two, three minutes per caller, or do we want to do a little bit longer? Yeah, we probably won't have time to do any longer than that, so these will be pretty quick. Um, And again, Carol does private readings as well, so if you want a more thorough and in-depth reading, go to her website. It's soulvisions.net. But before we start taking the calls, um, you kind of mentioned it here, but I I want to uh, ask it more specifically. Can anyone who has departed theoretically be contacted? Uh. Well, it really, it depends, and let let me explain that. Um, If a spirit is in what I call acclimation, and that that means an adjustment phase on the other side, and I I have seen that. I have personally seen that, Um, and it's particularly um, when somebody had a long extended illness, um, somebody may have passed under very traumatic means, they're not ready to communicate. So I can never make anybody come. They connect with me. I'm receptive. So they are connecting with me. It's not me going out there, and you know. Um, so I just want to make that clear. It's if they have free will, just like we do here, if right. we're all souls, uh, they can connect or not. So that's totally up to them uh, if they want to do that. So I think theoretically, yes. Um, but there are exceptions. Sometimes um, spirits have to undergo a tremendous amount of healing. I've seen that particularly with suicides, um, people who, you know, took their own life, and they have to undergo healing uh, in spirit. And that does exist. I've I've seen it. Um, I've seen, you know, certain... um, uh, what do you want to call them? I don't know, rituals, healing um, modalities or whatever on the mm-hmm. other side so that the person can kind of detach from all of the heavy emotions that they left with. Right. All right, let's go to our first caller. This is Greg in Lafayette, Colorado. Hey, Greg, welcome to the program. Greg, I'm, I'm going to ask you to turn down whatever you're listening to, and then I'll bring you back on here. Um, Greg? Apologies. No, it's okay. You there? Yes, sir. Okay, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hi, hi Greg. Hi, Carol. Would you uh, um, read me? Please give me a reading, dear. Yeah. You, you need to ask a specific question, please. Um, uh, 
my uh is there a family relative that might be um coming through to you right now yeah as soon as i heard your voice and that's usually how i connect i was aware of the older male energy comes in as a father to you and there's another gentleman with him uh that's to his side meaning a contemporary so uh perhaps a brother of his or a brother-in-law and you know who it would have been that had a lot of uh, physical issues right there and it's with one of these two gentlemen on your dad's side, um, that would have had a lot of problems right there in the chest area, cardiovascular, lungs. Uh, my father died of a heart attack, and he also had liver problems. Okay. Um, I sent him. Do you ever feel him around you? Not so much. I've seen my Uncle Stan, his brother, That's, come to me Okay, those two sleeping. come in as a pair. And would you understand that they... Uh, kind of uh, joked with one another or they, they, they had something going that they had distinct personalities. I don't know if they kid, kidded one another or joked around with one another, uh, but they sure do indicate that. Both of them are together. And why would your dad be saying something about the loss of hair? Is that with you or <laughs> was that with him? We all had pretty good hair uh, on my dad's side, it seems like, except for uh, Carl Bill Felker um, married his sister, and he was short-haired. Okay. It, you, somebody's commenting about that, about the loss of hair, and you're saying that's on your dad's side? Uh, no. Um, they all had pretty good hair, like me, uh, full hair, had a hair. So okay. Think I, would I, I would tell you to think about that because I'm clearly saying that. Okay. Uh, so it may be somebody else, but uh, there's kind of like a couple of generations there, Grandpa and your dad. Um, also the name of William or Bill. Who might that be? That's Carl Bill Felker. Yeah, he was a okay. Libra like me. I'm four planets Libra, and he was Libra. Oh, okay. Okay. He comes in very strongly with you. Mm. And does this guy have a great sense of humor or what? The best. Killer. He, he is laughing. He's joking. He, he touches you about your shoulders and your head sometimes, and I think that's where he was coming in. It's him that's with this joking with the hair. <laughs> um, and he is very adamant about you reading a lot. Do you read a lot of books? I read The Course in Miracles every day, and I love The Course in Miracles. Okay, he says he's there when you read, so he's there during that quiet time. Oh, and God. I agree with you. I, I've studied that book for a long, long time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you so thank much you. for calling. I love, I miss Bill, and now I know he's with me. I knew he was. I knew he was coming through. Greg, Oh, thanks. absolutely. And he, I tell you what, this guy will make you laugh. <laughs> Greg, thanks so much for uh, the phone call. Um, we appreciate that. Before we take another call, I want to ask another question, uh, Carol. Sure. Um, are, are the souls or the spirits or whatever we want to call them, are they fully sentient on the other side? Sentient meaning, meaning conscious? They, 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 yeah, they, fully, they can fully think, they can fully, as though we, as though we do here. Yeah, but you see, the difference is um, that everything is, they're in a realm of thought and feeling. So there's not density like there is here in the physical world. So they are able to, when they think about something, they're, they're doing it. Uh, they're actually, you know, at that place or, I mean, it's kind of like how, how quick is a thought? Mm-hmm. And that's how spirit is. So um, it, that's how the communication happens. But yes, they are sentient. All right, let's grab another call here. This is Debbie in South Carolina. Hi, Debbie. Welcome to the program. Hi, Debbie. Great program tonight. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very Hi, much. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Carol. How are you this evening? Good. How can I help? Uh, okay, in 2009, I, brought, I lost my brother to suicide, and exactly four weeks to the day after he took his life, my mother passed. Mm. And I have really suffered these past 10 years. I want them to come through so badly, and I haven't been able to feel them. 
Yeah, well, let me tell you this, and we didn't have an opportunity to talk about this earlier. Um, and even in my I'm Still With You, I wrote a whole chapter on how spirit communicates without a medium, and that's between you and them. Here's what I want to tell you. This is a personal message for you from your brother. <clears throat> he says that he has given you songs. He's communicated to you through music, and that would be synchronicity, you know, meaningful coincidence. Have you right. noticed that if you've had the radio on in the last couple of years, if you're thinking about him, uh, if you're out somewhere, that there's been some songs on that were associated with him? Yes. Okay. He wants you to know that that's a way that he is sending you messages. He's thanking you for a tremendous amount of uh, prayer that you've sent his way. Have you prayed for him after he passed? Oh, yes, I have. Okay, he he's thanking you for that, and also, um, do, do you know who Michael would be? Michael, yeah, no man connected with your brother, Michael. Okay, I tell you to write that down or to keep it, file that. Uh, okay. Maybe somebody associated with him, and um, he is with the dog. He wanted me to tell you that there's there's the dog with him. Is this this Marley? Yeah, this would have been from when, pardon me, this would have been from when he was here, and um, this is a large to mid-sized dog that I'm seeing with your brother. He's in much, much different shape than you remember him. He said Uh, he had a tremendous amount of troubles here. You tried to help him, didn't you? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, don't entertain... You know, here's what I want to say to you. He has been coming to you long before tonight, long before this reading, and he he has been telling you to not beat yourself up or not feel guilty um, and going back over. You go, you've gone back over your in your mind many, many times what you should have done, what you could have done. Does that make well, sense I, to you? Oh yes, ma'am. Yeah, yes, don't don't do that. Sure don't does. do that anymore because he is claiming responsibility in his passing. Um, I've seen this before. There are certain symbols I work with in mediumship, and he's definitely claiming that. Which you understand also that your brother had a personality that he kind of lived on the edge or took risks. Yes, he did. Yeah, yes, he did. But we were always very close. And I just didn't get a chance to tell him goodbye. Yeah, well, he says that you've done that numerous times um, after his passing. Right. Yeah. I have seen him once, but that's all. And it was very shortly after he passed away. Mm, With the dog? No, ma'am. He was standing by my bed at night. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said with his dog. Um, oh, no, ma'am. I said I saw him once since he passed mm-hmm. away, but it was very soon after his passing. Yeah. Well, usually uh, loved ones will come back, uh, or they, they really linger close, uh, especially with the traumatic passing like that. Um, and he wants you to take much better care of yourself, and you are a doer. You do a lot for other people. You've always done that. He wants you to start receiving as well, and he says that there's some little trip coming up for you as well. <laughs> I'm leaving tomorrow. I mean, when Thursday. Okay, well, he's going to be with you on that trip, so watch for his presence and just open yourself to him. You will feel him. Debbie, thank you so much for your phone call, and uh, sorry about your loss, but it sounds like there's some good news there as as well. Um, I noted that you spent a great deal of time at Lilydale. What a great place. Yeah, have you been there? Yeah, I've been there a few times, actually. Yeah, I just taught up there. I taught two different workshops um, last month. Uh, well, the end of July and um, early August, I taught two different workshops. I've been going to Lilydale for many, many years, and I've taught many uh, workshops on mediumship there. When you teach a workshop, um, does somebody have to already feel like they have that sensitivity for it to be valuable, or do they not need that? 
Well, I've taught both types. Um, I all these workshops I, I've um, I created, um, you know, along the spiritual line, or you know, having to do with life after death and and mediumship and so forth. Um, there was one I think I had about sixty people in it, and it was. Um, Death as a Spiritual Awakening, that was the name of that one. And those were just, um, you know, kind of like the um, people that weren't necessarily mediums, but they were interested in it. Interestingly, there were a couple of people in that workshop, uh, that particular one, that had had near-death experiences. Carol, we're going to jump right to the phone lines here. We've had a lot of people waiting. We're trying to get as many of these calls as we can. This is Katrina in Pennsylvania. Hi, Katrina. Welcome to the program. Hello. Um, So, I'm so excited to talk to you, Carol. Um, uh, I'm calling about my cousin John. I lost him a year ago to suicide, and I'm just wondering if you have any messages for me from him. Yeah, and you were breaking up a little bit there, by the way, um, but oh. I did hear you say <clears throat> you had a spouse that passed from suicide. Is that correct? Y- yeah, my cousin John died from suicide cousin, about a year ago. Cousin John, right? Oh, cousin. Yes. yes. yes sorry cousin. about that, yes. Okay. Um, you know, the first thing that I get here, he talks about uh, some substance abuse. Would that have been with him, and is that also in the family? Uh, that was with him. He 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 was stuff. He was in a lot of pain. Um, yeah, oh, I yeah, I feel that. Um, he, you know, he's been coming to you, and I also feel his mother um, that he would deliver this to as well. He's had to do a tremendous amount of work on the other side because he was a slacker here. If that makes sense, he says. It does. It does. <laughs> he's like, I really, um, uh, I'll use the nice word, screwed up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the way he would talk. You know this is the way he would yes. be. Um, and he kind of like, if it was the easier, softer way to go, that's the way your cousin would go. Right. You can't do that anymore. Uh, and he wants to come through. He's concerned about somebody else in your family. And you need to think about this. And You don't have to say it on air, but he's been coming to a male energy in the family because he's concerned he might be, undergoing a similar, you know, sort of thing with uh, substance abuse or whatever. Um, but this guy really, he he realizes now he did not apply himself. And he says, he comes through with some memories. You guys must have hung out or played together when you were younger, correct? Yeah, we, we've been close. We were close for, since day one, basically, you know. Yeah, he is... Like he comes, he, his relationship to you is more to me from what I'm feeling is like a sibling, you know, um, and that's how he comes through. And he's showing me a lot of outdoor stuff. So if you guys played outside or you're around trees and, uh, you know, forests and that kind of thing, that's what he's showing me. Um, mm-hmm. And where would there be the stream or the lake that's in your past? Um, the stream or the lake does not come it doesn't. It doesn't come up in my memory right now. But I, 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 yeah, that's not a connection that I'm that I'm feeling. But I can think about that a little bit more. Yeah, think um, about that because this is what he, he's showing. Um, and he says he's with the older male that crossed over uh, before him. That would be over there. It may well be a grandpa. Do you guys share a grandpa? Is that would that be a mutual yep. grandfather? We sure do. And there's, there's, we have a whole party of uh, family up there. We've lost a lot in this family. He, he was just so. Uh, I'm just. I just. I'm just. I don't know if you can send him a message or if he can. I just want him to be at peace. Um, yeah, he I, knows that. He says you've you've said that to him many times. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and and he also. Um, it, this is another uh, musical type of connection. I feel that this guy will come through to you and to others in the family. Uh, in that way, through, you know, synchronicity of music. And uh, he seemed to really enjoy that when he was here. But he didn't learn the lessons that he had set up prior to being born. He didn't learn those when he came in. So he says, I have to do that now. And he kind of comes through as what I call a teaching spirit. A teaching spirit is one who uses the example of their own life, and sometimes it's in a negative or, you know, like the shadow way, right. saying, don't do what I did. Um, right. 
So, but he's rejuvenated. I feel him to um, really be concerned about the people who are here, and, and uh, especially the person here that is getting into some trouble with substances. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. And um, thank you very, very much. It, it means a lot to me that you know that you sh- that you're sharing this gift that you have with 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 me and with everybody else. It's a really beautiful thing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Katrina. Yes, Katrina, thank you for the phone call, and thank you for listening. Let's go to Rose. Rose is in Denver. Hi, Rose. Welcome to the show. Hi. Glad to be on air. Um, my question is, I've, I've had two or three readings, and I wanted particularly a couple of little ones to come through, and they never have. I was just wondering if they are there now. I'm sorry, a couple of what? Who? Uh, a couple of little ones. Little children. Oh, children. Okay. Oh, um, well, first off, I've got an older lady here, so let me just explain that. Who else had your name? Somebody's repeating your name in spirit. My mom? Yeah. My mother? Yeah. The children are with her. And she, it, she's come to you long before tonight. I usually tell people that because, you know, spirit is always in some way communicating with us, uh, telling you that she has the children with her. Are, are these your children, Rose? No, they're not my children. Okay. Well, for, so, for some reason, Mom wanted you to know they're with her. Okay, they're uh, my grandbabies. Yeah. Yeah, so she's taking care of them. And there's also um, the lady's name who starts with M-A-R that clicks in here as well. That's connected here. M-A-R. Yep, yeah, yeah. Either Mary or uh, Margaret. I have a sister, Mary. Yeah, there's also somebody in spirit. These readings, you have to think very quickly, but there's also somebody in spirit with that, too. Um, Your mom is concerned about, um, I believe it might be your health or someone very close to you. And she mentions diabetes. Uh, Are you aware of who that is? That's probably my nephew. Yeah, she's very concerned uh, about him. This is your mom now. Um, and there must have been some fluctuations with him, uh, with his health. Um, and she comes around you a tremendous amount in the kitchen, your mom. So there was something associated with her. She hung out in the kitchen, did a lot of work in the kitchen. Um, but that's clearly where she will uh, communicate with you. Um, and she talks an awful lot, too, about recipes that have been passed down and things that were family dishes that were, you know, cooked or baked? Mm, no, we. she never really did a lot of that at all. And, yeah, we don't have any family recipes. Yeah. That may well be your grandmother that's saying that because I actually see the two of them together. Okay. Um, so if you didn't know her, I would tell you to check into your family history because she did a heck of a lot of uh, cooking or baking. Okay. Rose, thank you for the phone call. Um, we yeah. appreciate that. And, you know, you mentioned, uh, Carol, uh, a name with an M. Yeah. Our next caller is Mary from Denver. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Mary, welcome to the program. You're on with Carol Obley. Thanks, Jay. Um, hi, Carol. My name's Mary. I've been grieving my husband for about a year and a half now. But suddenly, just the past week, I um, started having really vivid, interesting dreams. And I feel like maybe I've um, like turned a corner. And I was wondering if anybody had any words of advice for me. Yeah, you mean you feel as though your vivid dreams in which you're connecting with him? Uh, well, yes. You know, like some of the things I've tried to accomplish, you know, and I've, um, you know, I'm lonely, but I kind of am getting bored and I'm ready to move on, you know, and I have no idea what to do. And I worry if I'm doing the things that he would have done correctly and stuff like that. Um, yeah, one of the things, and I have to say this, that he he's showing me that he helps you with are finances. Oh, yeah. So, and he, have you talked about uh, perhaps moving or thinking about some other place that you'd like to live? No, I, I kind of 
determined to stay here like we built this house together. And, um, yeah. you know, I'm just going to hold on to it because I love it. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, uh, there's an opportunity that he speaks of coming up for you, uh-huh. and it does involve a move. I, he doesn't give me the sense that it's really far away, uh-huh. uh, so it may be within the same state or area. Uh, so watch and see with that. I do feel with him that he comes around you particularly at night and um, it, both when you're just sitting and resting. And uh, would you understand the room in which you sit and there's a chair you can put your feet up on? Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. okay. Yeah. Right there. That's okay. where he comes. And would that be where the photographs are as well? Yes, it, it is. Okay, so uh, this is him. It's called Traveling Clairvoyance, saying, I'm around you when you're doing that. He also comes in. Watch for some sort of dream visitation where spirit will actually connect with you. Very different than a psychological type of dream. It's an actual connection with that energy. And he knows that you've said, I need something different. So um, he's going to bring some people onto your pathway. There's some new friends coming in and perhaps even a um, a new companion for you as well. Well, I'd, that'd be a big surprise. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, thank watch you so and much. see with that, but this is what he's showing. Thank- he's a great guy. I really miss him. I can't imagine anybody holding a candle to him. Yeah. Mary, thank you. Mary, thank you so much for the phone call, and thank you for listening. Let's grab uh, Junior in Kenneth, Louisiana. Hey, Junior, welcome to the show. All right, I yeah, don't you're breaking up a little bit there. Uh, let's uh, maybe but, uh, you must be on a cell. Yeah, that sounds good there now. All right, how y'all doing tonight? Great, uh, thank you. I had an uncle. He passed. I was pretty close with him. He passed away about a year and a half ago, and I was seeing if he might have had anything to say. He was, he was quite a character. Yeah, well, I I get that. Well, he comes in as a mentor for you, and would you understand the relationship between the two of you being kind of more like uh, a father-son type of thing? Yeah, everybody always said he was more or less, I was his son instead of my dad. <laughs> yeah, that that he's never left you, Junior. He's never left you. And he will come in sometimes, and he'll give you kind of a tap on your uh, right shoulder, and it's kind of a energy sensation. It doesn't feel like if a physical person did it, um, but it's him keeping you kind of on the the right pathway. If that makes sense to you, because he doesn't want you to divert off into some temptations. If that makes sense, he wants you to stay good and and you know following what you need to do. He also says that there's some opportunities coming up for you. Um, with some changes with work. Have you been looking at something recently? Are you thinking about changing anything you're doing? Um, not, not really. Uh, it doesn't, that doesn't really sound. All right. Well, just watch for this to occur. There's some, some offer that's going to be made or something that will come onto your pathway. It does involve your work. Um, I also feel with him that he made you laugh, and he got you, if that makes sense. He, like, this guy got you. He understood you. Yeah, he did that. He was also your yeah. friend, so you lost your uncle and uh, your friend. Yeah, I think um, I but, spoke to him more than my own day, so yeah, that. Yeah, but he it really he's not gone. So talk to him as if he was here, because he really is still with you. Yeah, that sounds, I appreciate it. That means, means a lot. And thank you. Yeah, thank you for the phone call, Junior, and also thank you for listening. Um, we only have a couple minutes left with you, Carol. First of all, thank you for uh, taking so many phone calls. Our listeners truly appreciate that. But once again, if somebody wants to get in touch with you and have maybe a more thorough or in-depth uh, reading and consultation, how do they do that? Yeah, they can contact me through my website. That's Soul Visions. That's plural visions. dot net, um, and my contact information for my home office is on there. I'm also on Facebook, and it's uh, facebook. dot com backslash Soul Medium. S O U L Medium. 
so I'm I'm on there um, a good bit too. Okay, and you have a, a a number a couple of books. We've been talking about. I'm still with you, but do you have any particular recommendation if somebody was unfamiliar with any of this, any of what we're talking about, any of your work? Uh, does it matter which book they start with? It does, and that that's an excellent question. Um, I would advise people to uh, probably start with I'm Still With You because I really break down the process of mediumship. And also, um, there's a chapter in there on healing grief. Uh, some of the callers tonight, I, I, you know, a couple of people that are really uh, distraught over somebody taking their life, it's a really, really difficult place to be. So I have a, a chapter in there uh, about uh, tools for healing grief, uh, spiritual tools, and some practical things as well. I'm pretty grounded. I'm on the Capricorn, uh, so I'm, I can be very practically oriented too. And you know, sometimes we just need to do some things that are common sense to get us through some tough times. Carol, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you for having me. Um, Orion, have you ever have you, have you lost anybody close to you? I don't. Yeah, know. I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I lost both of my parents within a pretty short period of time, and uh, just recently, I started having dreams hmm. in which they come to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was my, my mother passed away three years ago, and my father five years ago. Um, but just recently, they've been both coming to me in dreams, and huh. I find that very fascinating that it took yeah. this long. My grandmother, um, I was very close with her, and at her funeral, I had a very strong vision of of her because she was in she had cancer at the end she was in a lot of pain mm-hmm. and at her funeral um i i saw her flying around in the sky saying look at me look at me you know and and she was free and light and um i, I you know i know that was her telling me i'm I, don't worry because i I'm, didn't we have another conversation where you had dreams about you flying we did, yeah, yeah, right. But no, but this was you no. Know, I'm not. I'm not disparaging that dream at all. I'm just. I just find right. that interesting too. It was. It was her way of showing me that she was no longer in pain. Hmm. It's comforting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Tomorrow night we're going to be talking with two guests. We've got Dr. Ken Hovind in the first part of the program. He is a creation science evangelist. We'll talk about his theories on dinosaurs, the Great Flood, and other biblical stories. And then in the second hour, Kieran Woodhouse, paranormal investigator and author of a book called An Introduction to Paranormal Investigation. He'll break down ghost hunting equipment and what he believes spirits really are. That's all tomorrow night right here on Beyond Reality Radio. That's going to do it for tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. Beyond Reality Radio is hosted by Jason Hawes and J.V. Johnson and produced by Alexandria Johnson and Slick Eddie Edwards for Intercom Radio. Beyond Reality Radio is distributed by Westwood One Radio Networks. Stop by our Facebook page and say hello. Follow the hosts on Facebook as well. For Jason Hawes, follow at JasonHawes.Taps. For J.V. Johnson, follow at J.V.J. Paranormal. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Radio or you have a suggestion for a guest, contact Slick Eddie Edwards at SlickEddieEdwards at gmail.com. Be sure to visit our chat room as well at beyondrealityradio.com. Thanks for listening.